Hello? 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 Does it hear me? It hears you. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was switched off. <laughs> it's on now. It's <laughs> yes. It is ready. <laughs> this microphone is such a turn off. Oh, my God. <laughs> hello gentle listeners welcome to the diogenes club podcast of buffy slayer of the vampires there are spoilers ahead and swears ahead so if those of you who are the best there there are spoilers ahead and swears ahead so if those aren't your thing please turn off the podcast this time we will be discussing buffy season one episode seven angel the episode not to be confused with angel the character or angel the series uh, wherein we learn that Buffy's love interest is a very complicated guy with an angry ex. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. As always, I am Michelle, a.k.a. Snart. <laughs> and I'm Jen. We are the sisters, Tuckett. Indeed we are. <laughs> and gentle listeners, I have to warn you now, this is going to be a long, long podcast. Long episode <laughs> with, lot, of course, always spoilers and swears. Lots. And we've had a little extra beer and stuff this time. Mm-hmm. So, because there's a lot of giggles in the room. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> yeah, so, brace yourselves, gentle listeners, As for all of the above. Gird thy loins. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. How does one gird thy loins? Like, what does that even mean? Well, girders are like support structures in buildings, right? So, does that mean like a cup? A chastity belt. A chastity belt. Gird thy loins. Why would that be preparing for something? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, we're preparing for things that make you need a chastity belt, which is a lot of things, really. It's <laughs> true. Horseback riding, rapists. <laughs> Trumps. Trumps. <laughs> yeah. People who want to grab the kitty cat, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We need to market a nasty women chastity belt. The one with the spikes that come out. <laughs> and then takes a photo and sends it to the news. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like a GoPro. Yes. The GoPro nasty woman chastity belt. Oh my god, this one. If any happen. of your ad execs have this idea that you like, no. If any of these ad execs are interested in this idea, please contact us. Yeah, or just make them. We don't need royalties. Yeah, we, actually, that's fine. Fun we, don't actually fun. we don't like R&D or anything. That's fine. Yeah, just send us some free ones. That's all we ask. I, okay. What? What? You want money from the... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't really think I need one. But that's cool. Yeah, but it'd be badass. That's true. Strutting around with <laughs> nasty woman chastity belt. Like, what bitches come on <laughs> walk through nasty parts of town just for fun you know y'all ready for this yeah. <laughs> finally you can go to all those parts of town you never went to before what trump tower yes absolutely up and down in the elevator trump tower <laughs> riding with pride and without fear <laughs> tense 2016 <laughs> <laughs> oh, they can give you a punching gauntlet. Oh, that's a punching gauntlet. Yes. <laughs> so you have your chastity belt and a punching gauntlet. There you and go. Somebody, somebody, somebody tries to grab the kitty cat. You just boom and pop them. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so Buffy. Um, Buffy. Anyway, Buffy is a show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People. We watch it sometimes. Um, so, okay. 
this episode is all about Angel. And we have, um, at the podcast, we have debated uh, many times what Angel represents, because God knows everybody on the show represents something to Buffy. Um, but Snard, yes. <laughs> you have a theory. I have a theory. <laughs> um, I do. I have Could a theory. Could be witches. So, <laughs> but it's not witches. So, Nay. No, no, no. Could be witches. It's, it's also not bunnies. No. Because um, <laughs> they're too scary anyway. Yes, they are. <laughs> What's with all the carrots? Uh, so, no. So I actually think that um, something that's unique about Angel, and we see this in a couple other characters as well, like we have Angel, Faith, and Spike. Um, Faith is kind of, she's a gray area, but we also, you know, but Spike, definitely. These are all characters that have backstory. Um, and not just kind of the vague backstory of, oh, it was like this before Buffy came. It's like actual backstory, actual consequential, backed up by other people backstory. Um, and Angel, I think, is one of the only ones we see with flashbacks. Um, yeah, he, well, he has flashbacks when he's not telling somebody about what happened. Yeah, no, um, he, he tells it like it is. But even his flashbacks, he is in the moment. Right, and he, so, has, he sort of has flashbacks that um, where he's thinking about something without is, anybody yeah. else around, necessarily. Well, Angel lives very much in the now, much like Buffy. Um, <laughs> no, Buffy lives in the, in the, in the then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, no, no, in the no, no, in the no, in the now. Yeah. Yes. Ma- <laughs> I had now. to do my little Giles impression just yes. for a second. <laughs> because it was fun. Yes. In the in the, the then. No, they both live in the now, which which I mean very mm-hmm. true. Um Yeah, so he they both live in the now and he's uh I mean obviously he's very invested in being present. Um partly because he's trying to escape the past and why would you ever think about the past uh in a way that could hurt you? Um but anyway, so he is in very many aspects, one of the only other real people that Buffy encounters. He so, actually, so not a metaphor. Not a <laughs> Oddly metaphor. Oddly enough, craziness. Yeah. And I completely agree with this because I, I have been trying for weeks now to figure out what Angel represents. Yeah, and he well, doesn't represent shit. He's, he's just his totally own guy. He's his own guy. Right. And I mean, one could argue that Giles walks that fine line kind of like Faith does, but we don't see Giles outside of Sunnydale. Right. And I, I think Faith, Faith, you can draw a line between um, when she, I think... That when she leaves Sunnydale, mm-hmm. she's still just the shadow self. That's but true. when she comes back to Sunnydale, she's a real person. She's gone out and become real. Right. You know, she's had the Velveteen Rabbit treatment. Right. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, furs worn off and all that stuff. But like, I think that Angel and he's really interesting in opposition to Buffy um, because he is an evil thing with a soul. So he's a, a particular mix of dark and light. And then we have the Slayer self, who is a good thing, a human, with a certain amount of darkness of this demon entity that's been given to her. And so I think that the reason that Angel and Buffy can never be together, not really, is because they are each other's perfect match. When they get into the same space, they weaken each other completely, uh, and they make two holes, so like all good and all bad. We even see this when like Angelus loses his soul. You know, when Angel loses his soul, becomes Angelus. Um, Buffy's weaker. Mm-hmm. She's not stronger. She becomes weak. It's like her demon self was taken by Angel. Right. Like she needs that balance. They need. Does, they need yeah. to be. They both need to exist, but they can't be together existing. They have to be. Yeah. Apart they both existing. need to. They both need to exist in the world right. for the world to be safe. But they can't be together. So they're like this force, and because they balance each other out, there's this huge chemistry between them. Right. And you, you um, said you compared it to the, like the sun and moon. Yeah, it is. It's like yeah. the sun and the moon. They can't be in the same place, or the sky goes black. Right. You know? <laughs> 
Um, and there's there's some mythology. I know I found it. If any of you gentle listeners know of this, one. I know all we could think of was that Somewhere. episode of Charmed. Yeah, <laughs> there's Charmed, or or um or the episode of TNG, like Nasaka yeah. yep. when the walls fell. You know, with the masks and yeah. all that. I, I love that episode. That's a great episode. Um, but there's a lot of mythology about the moon and the sun and them not being able to be together. There's even one um in Japanese mythology with Amaterasu and. Uh, and the sun, I can't, oh, I'm blanking on the sun's name. Um, so the sun goddess and the moon god, and they're married. And then he does something to piss her off, and she just, like, throws him to the other side of the sky. She's like, I don't want to fucking talk to you ever again. And, she and that's the way that it's worked. Hell yeah, she did. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even very similar in a couple aspects. So anyway, he is... Um, like being cast off to L.A., let's say. Yeah. Yeah. For for example, although he does that to himself. Well, kind of. Um, <laughs> it's so, it mutual, kind of. Yeah. But they have like their own character arcs. They both exist, and that's you know that's another reason she's so drawn to him. She can be more real with him than she can be with anybody else. She he's grounding to her, but they can't ever exist in the same space, mm-hmm. um, or else things go really really bad. Yes, yeah. yeah, I think that's a great theory. I think it's fantastic, I, and I think it's absolutely true. <laughs> I think so, that he yeah, doesn't represent right. anything. And I think he's just him. And this <laughs> is showing up even before we were we knew we were going to have Angel the series. I think it wasn't until uh, I only have eyes for you. I think so. Um, that they knew that they were going to have an Angel spinoff. And uh, even, like, if we take this theory and we lead it all the way through to Spoilerville, and I'm blanking now. Kittens? Kittens. Um, Fish? Puppy dogs. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So if we take this theory about the two, the two dark sides and light sides of them matching, and we take it all the way through into Angel... Um, we never see Angel go bad. He has sex with several people, mm-hmm. and he never goes bad again. So it's it's sex with Buffy that something special it's happens. It's the kryptonite. It is. It's yeah. the kryptonite. And even in his little perfect happiness scenario that they put into his head to turn him into Angelus, um, he still says Buffy. He does indeed say right Buffy. Right before he turns bad. There's something about Buffy, Buffy that is makes like, him turn bad. Buffy's like the ejector switch yeah, totally <laughs> on the soul. He just, well, I, in my mind, it's like he sucks away all of her demon. He just becomes full demon. Yeah. You know, and then she's like carrying the angel soul with her. So when they take the angel soul away from her, you know, and I'll have to look at this when they have their confrontation and all that stuff. Um, But I feel like when they take the angel soul away from from her and put it back in angel, something about her changes. She becomes somehow less human. Well, she kills him too. Yeah, well, she kills him as well. <laughs> yeah. But like, so it's it's. This well, I'm sorry. She doesn't. Whammy. She doesn't kill him. She runs a vampire through the metal sword. She, thinks she kills. <laughs> she him. does. I know. For all intents and purposes. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she sends him to a hell dimension. She forgets and, how to slay for a second. Yeah, and we can assume there's fire in a hell dimension, which kills vampires. One would think. So you know, yeah. maybe that's, you know, and we we digress. Um, <laughs> this will happen. <laughs> we both have a lot of ADD, man. Yeah, we really do. Um, yeah, so it's something about her, and I think he's pretty safe from ever going bad again, unless he has sex with Buffy. I think so, too. I think she's the one girl in all the world, for reals this time. Mm-hmm. For him. Yep. Yes. So now our episode. Yes, we decided to tell you that ahead of time so you can watch for this stuff, gentle listeners. Let us know if you disagree, agree, or have any other input. Yeah, if you've come up with some perfect metaphor that Angel represents, please let us know. Yes, that's info yeah. at diogenesclubpodcast.com, diogenesclubpodcast.com in the comments, or on Facebook at Diogenes Club Podcast. Hey, I- we got a website. <laughs> we got a website. <laughs> Yay. We got email. Yeah. This is up before we even broadcast our first episode, so you're not going to be as excited about this as we but are. But if we're not time traveling, we're actually quite excited because right now in history, we, you know, got our website. 
Which is Fucking cool. Time Lords, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our episode. We'll do a little recap. So we open in the master's pad. Master pad. <laughs> exactly. The anointed one is throwing rocks into a, a blood pond. Is that what it is? Is that a blood, a blood, blood pond? pond? I think yeah. it's a blood pond. <laughs> and Darla comes in. Yay! We love Darla. Yay! Savor the Darla while you can. I know. I'm going to miss her. Uh, the master inquires about a vampire named Zachary. Turns out Buffy got him. <laughs> the, must- the master is so totally over Buffy and her slaying of vampires. Oh my god, y'all. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the anointed one recommends annihilation because you know, he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, he's also a kid. I mean, he's still <laughs> needing to learn about things, so I don't know why we're listening to him. I know. It's like, shut up, dude. If, we, if <laughs> yeah, that was that easy. He's anointed, but he's not like the, the all-powerful. He's right. not the prophet. Like, he's just you, the anointed. It's like, have you noticed that it's hard to kill her? Anybody? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> also, if we annihilate her, if we think about it, the master has to drink from Buffy to get out of his prison. Yes. Or at least in this reality. The master points out that, you know, very clearly um, in Prophecy Girl that he only gets out when Buffy is there to come down and get, you know, eaten or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I mean. doesn't happen in our alternate dimension thing. But we never see him getting out. That's true. But he is out. Can't, well, he's not on the surface. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's in the bronze. Fuck, I need to rewatch that episode. Will you cut, the, <laughs> will you cut this part out, please? Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know how he gets out then. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. Well, I, I think maybe he doesn't need her, but... Or he gets strong enough or something. That'd be yeah. kind of cool to know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Darla would really like to take care of the whole annihilation part, but the, nast- the master denies Darla her fun and sends he'll, says he'll send, send the three... And uh, the three appear on the street with some pretty groovy armor and scare off what to appear to be skinheads. Yes. And I, I love this misdirect because we have like the badass lighter and then the cigarette lighting and we're skin like, heads. oh, shit's going to go down. Oh, and, skin skin and then the scarier thing in back of them. So yep. we are following our tradition in Buffy the Vampire Slayer Indeed. of scary, scarier. Yes. Which Darla will just spell right out for us about, well, the end of the end of, end of the episode and the end of Darla, sadly. Um well, for now. <laughs> <laughs> and at the bronze, the patrons are catching cockroaches for the fumigation party. Um, turn it in at the bar and you get a free drink. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, the bronze will be closing for a few days, which is good news because they have a serious cockroach problem. <laughs> well, and I like this as it's a good like little bit of set design just to, get to yes. give us a feel for Sunnydale. You know, so this is like something that happens every year. Yes, yes, know. indeed. And uh, it just gives us a feel for the place and their sense of humor about things like infestations <laughs> yes. of uh, of dirty little bug things yes. in the sewers, perhaps. <laughs> um, but it also conveniently empties out the bronze for us for later. Yes, which is very important. So, yeah, yeah, and we, this is nice because I like the confrontation happening in the bronze later. I do too. And yeah, while we were. Uh, Talking about we were watching this episode before we recorded this. We were talking about if they have a cockroach apocalypse every year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only ones left are much hardier cockroaches. <laughs> yes. Does Buffy have to kill them too? Uh, so Buffy is distracted, and of course Willow wonders if she's sad about a guy or lack of a guy. And uh, Willow suggests Angel, and Buffy still doesn't think he's really relationship material. Even though she is totally wearing angel colors, she has a little like white top under a big black lace sweater. Uh, so the yeah. So the um, he's yeah. on the brain. So the costumes are telling us, oh, maybe there's something yeah. in common. Yeah. Like... Meanwhile, our, our Scoobies are in their normal um, complimentary green and and orange. Yes. <laughs> um. So she admits to Willow that she is, you know, totally into him, but mm-hmm. 
issues. But what would that relationship be like? <laughs> Hi, honey, you're in terrible danger, <laughs> which isn't that far off. <laughs> no, she's really. right. She's 100% yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Up to this point, he has not shown himself to be a relationship material because where has he been for the last few episodes? <laughs> uh, so Willow can relate, and we cut to Xander. Um, wow. Dan- dancing. <laughs> So he's he's dancing in a very yeah he's dancing in a very Xander sort of way and hitting on basically every gal in the bronze and he bumps into Cordelia who is so not pleased uh, she's been watching his shenanigans as in she's really been watching his shenanigans why is and, she uh, watching him yeah and he insults her instead of picking up on how she's totally been watching yeah. him she's wearing a cute little dress too she is she looks good yeah she looks really uh-huh. good and he knows her weak point <laughs> yes yes basically well, you know calls her a whore which is what you. Do. <laughs> no, that's what everybody else was saying. Yes, of course. He doesn't see what they were saying. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look like a hooker. And she does not punch no. him. There is no punching. There is no kneeing of the balls. It, she shows a lot of restraint. Cordelia mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Because she's totally been watching him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Xander joins Buffy and Willow. They're still depressed with their lack of social lives, even though they all have really close friends and are hanging out with them right now. So I'm not sure what they're expecting. <laughs> it's not the same. Well, okay. If Buffy's depressed, everybody else needs to be a little depressed. Of course. And and Willow's the one. So in this episode, her spirit is the one that's linked in with her emotional journey the oh, most. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Willow's costuming way. follows Buffy's emotional journey pretty closely. Through the whole thing. And she's the one that's on board with Angel. She's on board with Buffy the whole way, even though her mind and her heart are in really big opposition. Her spirit is so into this whole idea. Oh, yeah. So that's why she's down, because Buffy's down. Yes. Yes. Because someone needs to get smoochies. (laughs) So Buffy worries that she's infected them with her melancholy. They uh, ask her to stay, and Xander, of course, just dance. (laughs) But she leaves. Willow offers to give Xander the squash cockroach at the bottom of her shoe so he can get a free drink. <laughs> As Buffy is leaving, we see that Angel is watching her. Uh, she seems to sense him and turns, but he's gone. Uh, she's walking home, and uh, she can tell she's being followed, and she calls out the, the follower. Uh, it's the and three. I half expected to see Angel at this point, first yeah. time I watched it. Yeah, but it's it's the three, uh-huh. <laughs> which is bad. Yeah. Uh, and Buffy is seriously, seriously overmatched. She kicks one of them in the jewels, but they're on her, and it does not look good for the Slayer. No, it's good. And she mentions this later as one of the toughest fights she Indeed. was ever in. She tells Faith about it. Yeah, and it's like, and to us, it doesn't look that bad, but having been in fights, um, as a martial artist, don't, I don't go fight. <laughs> no, you're people. a rogue demon hunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my leather pants of death. Um but no, like having actually been in some sparring type fights, like it's the ones like this that are the hardest. Like when you can't get a distance, when you can't get a blow in, you don't even know what hit you. Yeah. Those are the hardest ones. I mean, she is completely pinned. She's, I mean, she's yeah. got her arms. She's Maybe she outmatched. could get a couple of kicks or something, but she's, mm-hmm. but, I mean, this would be the end of the Slayer right here. Oh, yeah. Buffy would be breaking the first rule of slaying right here. Totally. Like, the master <laughs> actually made a good call calling the mm-hmm. three. Kind of. Too bad he fucks it up later. Anyway, (laughs) it turns out there are some positives to having a stalker, and Angel steps in and totally saves Buffy here. Um, (laughs) One of them slices him pretty good, but Buffy beats him down and saves Angel to return the favor, and they run off. They get to Buffy's house, and very, very importantly, Buffy tells Angel to come in, and if she hadn't, things would have gotten pretty awkward right there. (laughs) Uh, I can't come in. I could just I still uh, think and and you don't seem to think so. I think somewhere in the back of her head she knew he was a vampire. And he, well, she I would hope that, that she did. I mean, well, she's yeah. supposed to be a slayer for God's sake. But I think like, you know, she might have had some doubts in her head or just her mm. subconscious little vampire slayer self. 
was kind of on the fence about it. But when he actually pulls one of the three off of her with his cute little angel quip. That's a very good point. Like somewhere in her head. And later she even says, after I knew what he was, I still invited him in. So I think somewhere in there she knew that she had to invite yeah, him. Yeah, it's... It, 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 I mean, it has to be one of the only... I mean, because we know that Buffy has moments of not being terribly bright. But <laughs> really, <laughs> a couple. Um, but she's not stupid. I mean, uh, mostly she's just unfocused when she's not. Yeah, you or know. At, at very least, she's thought. I wonder if Angel's a vampire. It. She'd have to. I mean, she's. I mean, she's friends with human men, and they mm-hmm. can't take on vampires and punch them out like that. So yeah, totally. And also, you know, the body temperature thing, and oh, hopefully some kind of little tiny up. Slayer sense she has in there. I mean, she doesn't nurture it, but you think that. To feel a little something like yeah like somewhere in there she knows that he's a vampire she knows he's different and she knows that she likes him but i think somewhere she knows yeah i like that point but they skate past it pretty smoothly regardless so we'll, <laughs> well give him that buffy may have joy's uh, uh buffy may have joyce's gift uh, for um uh, repression yeah. <laughs> 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 um <laughs> so indeed uh angel tells buffy and us that a vampire can't come in unless it is invited notice he uses it yeah interesting a little distancing you mean angel tells buffy uh yeah he says vampire can't come in unless it's invited oh well yep and uh yeah so the it is distancing language um definitely he's trying to he's, he's he doesn't consider himself to be one of them even though he is right. uh we'll get into that more detail when he talks to darla but he says it pretty much says it right there um Buffy does say that she's heard this before, and I love that Buffy is on top of her vampire lore, and it totally wouldn't have made sense if she'd been all, really? I had no idea, because, you know, she's <laughs> a vampire slayer. Uh, most shows would do that, um, I had no idea, a moment, but this show is smart and awesome. Right. Well, she's she's already telling Giles in the first episode, I already know this. Right. <laughs> it's, it's true. Jared yeah. does know this, though. You're, you're like a textbook with arms. <laughs> so are you, Buffy. You knew about the inviting in thing. Uh <laughs> Buffy goes to get bandages for Angel's cut, inviting him to take off his shirt, which is smooth, Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go, kids. This is our first really big thing we found. <laughs> yes, this is so exciting. I just about pooed myself. <laughs> it's true. Like little rabbit pellets <laughs> almost went everywhere. So Buffy sees Angel's very pretty tattoo. And interestingly, this tattoo is from the Book of Kells. And gentle listeners, <laughs> this is good. The Book of Kells is a manuscript that was created in a monastery in Ireland, which is very consistent with Angel's background and his backstory, which we don't even know yet. Uh, Beautiful work there. But it gets better. The Book of Kells is widely regarded as a national treasure in Ireland, and it has been scanned in and is available online, and it is absolutely breathtaking, I have to say. It's gorgeous. Link in the show notes. We will indeed. (laughs) Uh, It contains the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, of the New Testament, that would be the same New Testament that is all about birth, death, re- resurrection, redemption, and forgiveness. Uh, there's some debate about whether the symbol is a griffin, as is often suggested, or a winged lion. Um, I looked up the griffin, and I've got a bunch of stuff about a griffin. I can tell you that, you know, it's a symbol of divine power and guardian of the divine, and that's, that's cool. It's not a griffin. It's the winged lion from the Book of Kells. And uh, I've compared very carefully. <laughs> that's absolutely what it is. The winged lion... Uh, is used in the Book of Kells to represent one of the four evangelists of the Gospels. Uh, St. Luke is an ox, St. John is an eagle, St. Matthew is a man, and St. Mark is a winged lion. These symbols represent the elements that make up Jesus Christ himself, and traditionally the winged lion is depicted as preparing the way towards redemption. 
The winged lion is also used in tarot to represent the Two of Cups, and Snart is our resident tarot expert. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the Two of Cups? So, Two of Cups, um, some people look at it as a lover's card, but it's usually a duality card, a duality of self. Um, And it is, so it's a cups that means like some kind of emotional fulfillment or emotional aspect. No, that's, uh, so so pretty much the winged lion uh, in general, as you said, represents two forces combined into one, let's say. Let's say, take a little artistic license and suggest uh, that a man's soul and a demon essence perhaps combined into one. So in summary, for an emotional result, <laughs> indeed, in summary, ladies and gentlemen of the gentle listeners hour. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in summary, it's taken from the book of Kells, which it is. Angel's tattoo represents a creature with a dual nature whose purpose is to prepare the way towards redemption. And the crazy part is that he must have gotten this when he was angelus because Liam wouldn't have had an A <laughs> as the tattoo does. So angelus branded himself with Angel's redemption arc. <laughs> we're gonna have a ton of information the show notes a bunch of links and stuff like that yeah um, uh a shout out uh to a very smart person with the handle peasant on archive archive of our own dot org who did a lot of research on the book of kells brilliant yeah that's um, fucking amazing i know we didn't know that angel was going to have an arc we didn't know he was going to have his own show but his whole show is about redemption it is i mean We'll be looking for more references to St. Mark and Winged Lions as the show goes on, and I've already found a huge one in a later season. <gasps> um, <laughs> but holy fucking shit, right? Uh, this this show just gave us char- Angel's whole character arc all the way to the very last episode of his own show in season one, episode seven. Oh my god, that's so amazing. <laughs> no, because not only does he seek his own redemption, he prepares the way for other people's redemption. So ama- and they must have known something about this when they did the tattoo, because they bring yeah. it up. Yeah. Like, they mentioned the tattoo multiple times. And Giles, since Giles doesn't use computers, he doesn't know shit about the Book of Kells, I'm just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's English, so that's not going to help him. He's like, ew, Ireland? Ireland, no. what is that? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's freaking cool. Yeah, that is awesome. I love this show. Good job. Like, that <laughs> just, was I hardcore just, research I just love right this there. freaking show, man. Yeah. It's a great show. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Okay, so. so back to the great show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Buffy asks Angel if uh, if he was following her, and she has a feeling that he was, but he evades very well with a non-answer. Why would I do that? Joyce interrupts the flirting, and Buffy is immediately acting squirrely. <laughs> Buffy and is then Angel to... doesn't help by oh showing up. Oh my god. Up. So yeah, Buffy is <laughs> frantically trying to get Joyce upstairs with the offer of tea, which Joyce will always like tea, by the way. Yes. So the bright tea bribe is a very nice touch here. Don will use that a lot. <laughs> Angel appears in the kitchen. Dude, what are you doing? Stay in the fucking kitchen. You're supposed to be starting the kettle or something. Like, come on. Stay in the kitchen. You are like 200 something years old. And you're trying to date a 16 year old. He looks so awkward, too. He's like, it's like he realizes his mistake as soon as he walks up. But then he knows that he's stuck. So he just stands there with the awkward look on his face. And and Joyce gets that uh huh kind of mom look on her face. And Buffy introduces them. Uh, Joyce asks Angel very nice, polite questions. And before he can answer, Buffy, proving that she's very consistent and being a really bad liar, (laughs) jumps in and volunteers. Angel's a student in community college, and he's tutoring her in history. Uh Uh-huh, 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 totally. Yeah. (laughs) And inadvertently, Buffy is making it very, very easy for Darla to con Joyce into letting her in later by claiming to be a history tutor, I gotta say. Oh, Joyce encourages Buffy to say goodnight to Angel. And Buffy does a decent job of doing so and then leads him to the bedroom. <laughs> she probably didn't need to be convincing with that part, though, since Joyle, Joy, well, 
<laughs> she <laughs> she probably didn't need to be convincing with that part since Joyce is already in full denial mode to the point where she doesn't hear two st- distinct sets of footprints go, her footsteps yeah, going up the stairs like listening to music <laughs> she, she's like la, 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 she's got her la, denial headphones or headphones of denial on headphones of denial yes although it's a nice big house but really loud stairs. Those stairs were loud. Yeah, and it was you really know loud. really heavy steps, like little light step, little light, light slayer step, <laughs> and then boom, 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 boom. Yeah, because you know that that Angel probably doesn't like master his steps if he's not stalking something. Right. He's just like unless he did, he went into like vampire stealth mode. That'd be that would have been cool if he had like climbed up the banister oh and like, hopped over the thing. But no, he just clumps on up there, clumpy, yeah, clumpy, yeah. clumpy. Yeah, it's, it's like he's never snuck around someone's mom before, which <laughs> we prob- know that he has. Well, just to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Only when he was killing them. So Angelus knew how to sneak, but Angel oh, doesn't. Liam snuck around. You was, know that Liam snuck around. He might have just been too drunk and he's just like barreling into no, stuff. No, no, he's a womanizer. Look at the, I mean, look at him. <laughs> I know. I, I would know. sneak him in. <laughs> well, he probably just had to go through like one window. <laughs> True. On the second floor. True. It's a fair point. Although Ireland... Hmm. I don't think we have any Irish gentle listeners. If we ever have any Irish gentle listeners, yeah, uh, you Roy, guys have stairs, right? Roy, if you're there, Roy. <laughs> I know you're listening, Roy. Please let us know. <laughs> what are they this letting us know? Shout out to my have... buddy Roy. He's been following me for a long time. <laughs> well, obviously they. Well, obviously they have stairs. What are we asking them? <laughs> <laughs> Just what kind of architecture was was going on in Ireland in oh, the eighth, in the 124 years before. Wow. 200, two, 1700s of some kind. Yes, that, Roy, help me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Angel volunteers to sleep on the floor, and we know from later in the show that his claim that he slept in worse places is very, very truthful. <laughs> Buffy's curious about why Angel chooses to fight vampires, and Angel says that somebody has to. Uh, she, asks about her, his, uh, she asks about his family, and Angel says they're dead. She asks if it was vampires who killed them, and Angel's facade cracks just a bit, and he stutters that it was vampires. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just one. <laughs> just a vamp- just, just, It's you know, fine. It's weird. Weird vampires t- just attacked his family. No reason. <laughs> Definitely not him. No. No. Uh, <laughs> but even with the tell there, Angel is very much better at lying than Buffy. He's been around for yes. quite a while. Well, yeah, and, and if you have to live among humans as a vampire for so long, you're going to get really good at evading the point. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So he's just masterful at this. And granted, like, just as easy as it is to distract Cordelia by saying she looks bad, <laughs> it's just as easy to distract Buffy <laughs> oh, yeah, by telling a, her she looks good. This is a great moment. <laughs> he, um, so he's he's lying by evasion, and, you know, Buffy lies by being obvious about it. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he says it was a long time ago, which is very, very true. Um, she asks if this is a vengeance thing, and he changes the subject, telling her that she's pretty, and that works. <laughs> 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 well done, Angel. Nicely executed. Uh, they get all snuggled on the, the bed and the floor, and Buffy asks if he snores. And again, Angel is skillful at evasion. And instead of mentioning that he doesn't breathe because he's a vampire, he <laughs> says that he doesn't know because it's been uh, he hasn't slept with anyone in a long time. <laughs> yeah. uh, also true, I suppose. Uh, at school, yes. Xander is horrified that Buffy let a guy she hardly knows sleep in her room. He also assumes that Buffy let Angel sleep in the bed. Uh, Willow and Buffy's spirit are completely okay with this. They though. totally are. And Buffy is in full angel fangirl mode. Oh, yeah. 
Like she's right. got the leather jacket yeah. and the white silk blouse, <laughs> and yeah, she's yeah. like fanning <laughs> all over the angel boy. <laughs> and uh, when uh, when Buffy reports that Angel was a perfect gentleman, Willow gets all moony eyed and everything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she's just living vicariously. She she's is. like, please do something <laughs> so I can feel like tapped I tapped right into Buffy's spirit. Oh like, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Xander is pretty sure that Angel was employing the oldest trick in the book, and Buffy scoffs at that idea, but when she lays it out, like saving her life, getting injured, not to mention being dark and mysterious and letting her wear his jacket, Xander has a point. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think that that's what Angel was doing, at least not completely intentionally, but that is uh, several of the oldest tricks in the book. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Giles is completely sick of teenagers at this point. And he wants to know more about the vampires who attack Buffy. <laughs> he identifies them as the three. Willow admires his knowledge, and it turns out Giles was there all night researching. You know. <laughs> I love that moment so much. <laughs> like, just Willow's little, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was sleeping, or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and which also, I think, kind of leads to her being more research girl. Because mm-hmm. she sounds jealous. She's like, you always know stuff. I never know stuff. Because she's so used to being knowledge girl. Yes. You know, she's tutoring Buffy. She's tutoring Xander. She seems to be tutoring everybody. Like, this girl could probably have two college degrees by now. Yeah. If yeah. she wasn't being held back by the system. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, she's probably just really jealous that Giles knows things mm-hmm. in this positions her to start finding things out yeah she's got and she's kind of got a little hero worship thing going on mm-hmm. yeah hero worshiping of giles which well, understandable and we know from later on she has such a crush on giles at this point well we all do yeah <laughs> even, even me <laughs> hell even me <laughs> <laughs> a, at least you experience sexual attraction i got nothing <laughs> like sure. you're very aesthetically pleasing <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> and people are like that's the weirdest compliment i've ever <laughs> thanks yeah damn you're aesthetically attractive <laughs> my cat calls her the best <laughs> you are perfectly symmetrical <laughs> <laughs> your intelligence makes me hot ish and by hot i mean i want to keep talking yes yes <laughs> could, we, could we go somewhere more quiet so i can hear you better <laughs> with more talking yes and i also enjoy coffee Yes. <laughs> Perhaps we could talk about books. Yes. And they always think coffee means something else. It's like it's coded or something. I uh, just yeah. mean coffee. <laughs> really just mean coffee. <laughs> like, when I say Netflix and chill, I mean we are totally <laughs> eating a pizza and watching Buffy. <laughs> like, no funny business. <laughs> no, I really meant that. What do you... Yeah. That wasn't code. <laughs> ah, Tinder ruined everything. <laughs> I suspect we'll talk about that more on iRobot Eugene. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> Segway bitches. <laughs> so uh, Xander, and I'm pretty sure he hops from Buffy's heart, who he has been representing so far, to uh, Xander Harris, jealous guy, <laughs> insists that Buffy should stay at his house until the three are gone. And Buffy doesn't like that idea at all. <laughs> I so wish we could see Giles' face. I know. I think it's like a face palm or something. <laughs> Like a British face bump. Off to the side, like repeatedly banging his head against a wall. Yeah, yeah, because (laughs) you're going to be able to protect her against the three, you dipshit. So, (laughs) good try, though, Xander. Um, Giles points out that having failed, the three are no longer a problem because they'll offer themselves to the master for him to kill them. And we see just that the master's pad. This is the stupidest tradition. Oh, Jesus. Although, we do see a lot of examples of stupid traditions. Oh, yes. So oh, yes. it's kind of like the traditional and the trite 
is the stupidest decision you can make. <laughs> yes. And this is a theme throughout Buffy. Yeah, this is the dumbest thing since the Cruciamentum is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> before the Cruciamentum, because... Well. Well, nobody's ever killed the three before. And they've done lots well, of Cruciamentum. That's true. They killed themselves. So timeline-wise... <laughs> they just ran up and let Darla just dispatch oh, man. them. And, and, here's, and here's an interesting thing about vampires. So... All but one, and eventually two, that we know of lack human souls. And as far as we at the Diogenes Club understand it, uh, when humans are turned into vampires, they die human deaths, which causes their souls to depart their bodies. Then the demon essence takes over and reanimates the body. Uh, the new vampire retains everything from the dead human, except for what uh, the soul provides, which it seems in the Buffyverse, and is explained by Angel later, to be a conscience. <laughs> without a conscience, and without a way to really understand what emo- the um, emotional consequences of their actions, vampires don't mature from who they were as humans. Uh, as we've seen, some will be frozen in the time when they were turned, as pointed out by Buffy's fashion sense. Uh, this also causes vampires to make rather glaring mistakes, and we we think the master makes one here. A big mistake. Uh, oh, yeah. We will see this with later vampires as well. They make impulsive, rash, rash decisions that even the most impulsive and rash humans wouldn't make. Most vampires are old, true, but not necessarily wise. And uh, honestly, without Angel's help, Buffy was in a lot of trouble with the three, as we've mentioned. Uh, and the three certainly could have tried again and probably been more successful. Um, the master, though, decides to let Darla kill them um, because... As he says, a little joy is enough. Uh, he goes for the principle of the kill. He gets the pleasure of knowing he's more powerful I, than the three. I and do love this moment with the master. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think another aspect of the demon essence is delusions of grandeur. Absolutely. They all mm-hmm. seem to come, like, fresh out of the grave, just go, boop, and then they think they can kill the slave. Right. And like, I think, I think all of them. I think it really is because they can't learn, really, on, yeah. in a... In a in a meaningful kind of way, they, they, I mean, they're, they're like walking sociopaths, you know, but worse because they're fueled by demon. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they, they absolutely, they don't have any concept of like, I'm so overmatched by the Slayer right now. <laughs> right. Like, Spike is the only one who seems to be able to bail. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and we see him later, but Spike is exceptional in so many ways. We'll just have to talk about him then. He is a different is kind of like cat. Yeah. Running long. Um, what's long? Harry? I warned him. Huh? I warned him. We can go as long as we want. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say we didn't warn you. Get to this um, but yeah, like it seems like they can't learn, they can't move, they don't, you know, like yeah, they just they, uh, yeah, they they make stupid stupid mistakes like this one. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he um, I mean, he also gets to impress the anointed one, but he really doesn't think through Why the consequences. You I know because he because he cares about it for some weird reason. Um, <laughs> but he well, uh, he's special, but he's anointed, not a prophet. I still don't understand. Right, I know. But he's so. I mean, the end. <laughs> the end. I mean, he's killed. He's killing three extremely strong allies who would have been even more determined to kill Buffy if he'd spared them, and and a horrible plan. And but also very, very typical of vampires. Oh yeah, very <laughs> typical. And and Darla just goes ahead with the slaying too. So this is three vampires in a room. Well, Darla just loves. Darla just loves to kill shit. That's true. <laughs> but she could Darla also kill say, whatever. Hey, maybe we shouldn't kill these guys. They can take out the Slayer. Like she has motivation to take out the Slayer. I think what she wants most, though, is to kill Buffy herself or have Angel kill Buffy. I mean, she'll That's explain that point. later. But yeah. Um, but I think she knows. I think Darla knows that if the three are out of the way, then she gets to do the killing part, and that's what she really wants. So again, no soul. No, ah, so not so much with the learning. She just wants to. She wants to have. She has her own agenda, and she wants to follow it. And if she has to get rid of the three, which were the master's best chances, she's. I mean, she's all in it for Darla. Right. Yeah. 
okay i'll love, take that we love darla <laughs> <laughs> she really is happy when she kills oh she loves it's it awesome. it's like it's like christmas for darla yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's darla's christmas gets to kill things <laughs> uh at school giles closes the library well Buffy peruses his uh, splendid weapons cache. <laughs> I love that <laughs> sign he puts out. Filing in progress. Yes, closed for filing. Yes, closed for filing. <laughs> we must file things. Uh, Buffy is immediately in love with the crossbow, which is a good choice, Buffy. I approve. Uh, Giles doesn't think that Buffy is ready for the crossbow, though, and somehow thinks that Buffy isn't going to womp on him with a quarter staff. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, like, we take her back to tradition again. Mm-hmm. This is another He explains it is tradition. Mistake. Yes. Yes. And it's a terrible idea, as most traditions are in this show. Yes. Um, and Giles, you know, she's the slayer, and she's completely <laughs> bored, and well, that's never, ever good. <laughs> Why doesn't he realize that when the slayer is bored, bad things are going to happen? Well, he's still learning, too. <laughs> but he learns. He learns that. Oh, yeah, he learns. he yeah. lets her have the crossbow right Oh, away. yeah, in just a second. Yeah. Um, so I will say that Buffy immediately associates quarterstaffs with uh, Fire Tuck, and I, I think it's actually Little John. Uh, who's the quarterstaff guy, but nice one, Buffy, because she's hanging out with her mind again. Yeah. Boom. Yes, it is Little John, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so, too. But still. I'm I'm recalling from Men in Tights, uh, (laughs) and he's the one that can't swim. Yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) that's, yeah, it's Little John. Big guy. Yeah, but yeah. Because uh, ironic, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Buffy takes about five seconds to adjust to the quarterstaff, and Giles is quickly on his ass, admitting that crossbows would be a great thing to teach Buffy about. At the uh, summer house, uh, Angel's still hanging out with in uh, Buffy's room, and Buffy has brought him food in a plastic bag. Yes. Well, um, he's used to eating things out of plastic indeed bags. Indeed, he is. More liquid diet <laughs> yeah. for our guy, uh, which you know he looks at and doesn't oh. really like he's going to eat it. And mm-hmm. also, as a note, she's now sans black jacket that she's had on through the, rest oh. of the episode, and she's wearing just her white blouse. So she's coming in with that innocence again. She's coming in with a light side. Isn't she wearing like a white, uh, white tank kind of thing when she went to sleep, too? Yeah, 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 she was. But she always sleeps in white. Her bed's always white. Right. It's always like white. And it had a vampire right by it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been tarnished. <laughs> um, she asks what Angel's been up to in her room all day. And he said he read some things. And Buffy, probably because she doesn't have a lot of reading material, immediately assumes he read her diary. She does. What did he read? Like she, Amelia Bedelia? She, what she's, did he read? She seems, in a, co- a couple later episodes, got to look at her bookshelf, and they seem to be like young adult. kind of. Yeah. They're really thin. So maybe he was reading like Nancy Drew or something. It's too bad that Twilight wasn't out back then. because then Oh, no, be it's like, not. <laughs> he could be reading Twilight like, oh, my God. Sparkling? What the fuck is this? <laughs> he could have read some interview <laughs> oh yeah he yeah. yeah well i think he may have read interview i think doesn't spike talk about something? spike does yes. yeah because yeah. spike definitely has read interview oh yeah hell yeah he has because he's spike <laughs> <laughs> so buffy's freaking about him freaking out about uh, whether he read her diary and and i kind of wonder sometimes did he or didn't he but it doesn't matter <laughs> because well, she because she just spills everything that yeah, was she in there anyway all up, but no he would never <laughs> i wouldn't think like, so yeah i don't even think angelus would read her diary oh he would you oh angelus would be like oh yeah give me this thing know. i think he he'd would. lick it <laughs> <laughs> he no, would that, he would lick it he would bleed on it he would sketch in it he would do other things there would be all kinds of body fluids all over top of his diary ew <laughs> i know no, i still don't think he would read it because it would ruin the surprise it would oh, ruin okay. the obsession it would. because it would give him too much of his obsession then he wouldn't have anything to be obsessed about anymore so i okay, think true. he would not spike uh, but Oh, Spike would totally. Spike would yeah. be all over Sp- this. <laughs> but Angelus, ooh, Angelus would 
not read the diary, but make her think he did. Yes. Yes. He would totally draw pictures, of, <laughs> like naked pictures of her in the back. <laughs> totally. Like that's Angelus's move. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, but Buffy just <laughs> Buffy just lets loose with every angel-related thing that was in her diary to the point where he's trying to stop her, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "Wait." Your mom just moved it when she was cleaning. <laughs> and he was hiding in the closet at the time. Um, <laughs> good thing she didn't have to go in the closet for anything. That'd be a little oh, surprise. Oh, yeah, that would be super awkward. But Joyce would just forget about it anyway. Yeah, she would. <laughs> oh, that nice boy was over. <laughs> He'd just act like he was He's hanging, a- like, close. He'd, like, put a hanger in his back and then he just hang there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not she'd be like, weird, this is a heavy coat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that Puffy had this velvet blazer. Oh, poor Joyce. <laughs> I know. She's just in such denial. <laughs> she is. She's good at it. Yeah. Um, so he admits he's having a tough time being around Buffy because he really wants to kiss her. And if that isn't the way to get a girl's attention, I don't know what is. Stops her yeah. right in her tracks of freaking out. It's he better says, than telling uh, her she's pretty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he says he's older than she is. And she asks how much older. And since he can't really say more than 200 years, he tries to evade. So they kiss and he vamps out. And Buffy is as horrified as, well, as horrified as a vampire slayer who just tongue kissed a vampire. And she screams. Angel bails out the window, and Joyce comes in, and Buffy says she saw a shadow, and that caused the hysterical screaming. Now, gentle listeners, there's something about that line that she saw a shadow, and we can't quite figure out if it's just a line or if there's something right, important she to it. she said anything else. Right. This sticks out a little bit. It I saw a cat. The, yeah. I saw um, yeah, a well, vampire, it, it you know. Sticks <laughs> the, yeah. It sticks out the same way that, um, that it does when Willow says, boys like a girl who can talk. Mm-hmm. Like there's something that feels intentional about that, right? And I think you know it's she she saw the dark part of him, you know. Yeah. Like it's a shadow, or you know, it could just be a throwaway line that we're overanalyzing. Yeah, I don't know. it it just sticks out every time I watch it, and mm-hmm. it's been how many times now? And every yeah, time, like she could have said anything hmm. else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's it nothing. Is. I mean, Joyce would have bought it's nothing. <laughs> no, very true. But yeah. I mean, that is a that's a great moment of Buffy mm-hmm. when he vamps out, and it's like he just can't. It's showing that he can't control himself around right. her. And we see that again later in the episode that he's still having trouble fighting off his demon self, mm-hmm. like a lot of trouble. Oh yeah, <laughs> he gets better at that. This is kind of the first time he's been emotionally engaged with humans. Oh yeah, when we find out more about his past, absolutely, he's been seriously in seclusion for a long time. Oh yeah, well, I mean, and he's even done not good things. Oh yeah. As a insult vampire, he hasn't done bad things. It's been a little bad. Yeah, a little not, bit naughty. It's, it's in the gray scale. Darker gray. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, he hasn't been. He has not been a lily white flower like. like no, oh, no, no, he hasn't. So he's vampire. really working on being a good person. Yeah, and this is really the first time he has been working on that. Yeah, really dedicating himself to be good and to help people. And we'll find out more about that. Mm-hmm. Even though everybody already knows about it because we're spoiled. So, (laughs) Uh, at school, Buffy tells the Scoobies about the whole fangy vampire boyfriend situation. And Buffy appears to be wearing her own black leather jacket in this scene as opposed to Angel's. Yes, but she's still wearing black and white. Indeed. So, she's still got... She still got him on the brain. Yeah, and and this actually might be a cameo from the black leather jacket of ass-kicking. I'm not sure. Um, So, she might be in kind of an ass-kicky mood. (laughs) Yes, you would be. I mean, that's like blue balls from hell, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> then Narn's all disappointed. Damn it! <laughs> he was a vampire the whole time. <laughs> uh, Giles tells her the vampire isn't a person at all. It may have memory and the personality of a person, but it's just a demon. Buffy isn't convinced since Angel was protective and nice and she can't figure out how that would fit into the master's evil plan. And Buffy is totally right here, of course, because Angel could have easily killed her while she was asleep. 
Yes. And Xander, naturally, uh, recommends Staking Angel. And this oh. is part... Oh, oh, sorry. Just both Angel... Or, sorry, both Angel. Um, just both uh, her heart and her mind oh, yeah. know she there. needs to kill the vampire. Yeah, this is... I mean, this is a tiny bit jealous Xander, but mostly Buffy's heart. Yeah. And this is, yeah, her mind is backing her up. And it'll, it'll become more apparent as they flesh out the character yeah. where we can make this distinction, but this is totally the heart... Yeah, this talking. is like the Slayer Heart thing. Uh, yeah. You need like, to kill this vampire. And saying something very similar to Faith mm-hmm. later on when she says... Oh, yeah. Her, well, like, and there's a point where Xander and Faith are talking about killing vampires, and they're pretty much on the same page. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because <laughs> like, Faith is vampire, a Slayer. Vampire, dead vampire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that part. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Buffy's heart, Buffy's mind, completely, completely convinced that we need to kill totally. this vampire but right now. Willow, her spirit, still dressed in the shades of gray. And yes. still just totally lost up in the romance of the whole thing. Buffy, he's a nice vampire. <laughs> Xander suspects that Buffy might be in love with Angel and announces it loudly. Cordelia seems to have overheard all of this and Xander tries to cover her with umpire, which isn't too bad off the cuff, I gotta say. <laughs> it's certainly better than asbestos, even though Buffy couldn't really have deflected guilt by admitting to burning down a gym full of umpires. But it's a false alarm, though. <laughs> Cordy just saw a girl wearing the same dress as she is. And, oh my God. Bu- and Buffy is amused by her shadow self dilemma. <laughs> we thought we had problems. <laughs> so oh good. my God, I love it. <laughs> <So funny. laughs> yeah, Buffy, you could be doing that instead. Yeah. <laughs> Angel arrives at his apartment or bunker or whatever, whatever it is. It is stuffed to the gills with art, with old books yes. and art and beautifully tasteful furnishings. And it's I love his place. Oh, it looks so good. And it's lit cold oh yeah we light it with this blue light so it's obvious he's living a cold existence even though it's not sparkling. But all those books he's man cold. yeah all those i books. want those like, books this, and this is consistent angel we're gonna yep. see angel live in exactly this forever mm-hmm. in perpetuity um but yeah there's something about it that's just old and cold yep and it's like him it's like we're seeing into his heart oh yeah and it's it's, it's fantastically sophisticated stuff too he's oh, got yeah. all kinds of statues and, and beautiful cases and yeah, yeah. this is a cultured man absolutely he's, not only is he old but he's been picking things up the whole time yes and he likes pretty things he speaking does. of pretty things darla appears <laughs> also dressed all uh, angelly, <laughs> although with a little bit more black yeah, and and definitely in the well, she's in the schoolgirl outfit, you know. She and, is, but she's wearing. But the, it's very, the black it's kind of It's a little mirroring, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. It's almost like she kind of put it on to try and. Oh yeah, to get him. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this is intentional on Darla's part. Yeah, and we immediately learn that they they definitely know each other like really, really, really <laughs> well. Intimately. <laughs> yes, but it's been a lifetime or two since they've seen each other, and I, I totally want to call out the the beautiful job David Boreanaz does in the scene. He doesn't get a lot of credit for his acting. And sometimes he doesn't get a lot of credit for his first acting for me either. I feel bad about that. But this one, holy crap. So he's a new actor at this point. And his his reaction to Darla, I mean, his his eyes tick up and down her body in this sort of lustful, wary combo. And it just tells us everything about them. His ability to hold two emotions or more in the scene at once. Mm Mm-hmm is so amazing yeah he just sells it he really wa- completely because i i mean at this point i think he is kind of split down the middle one side of him wants to be good and the other side just wants to go with darla and not have to worry about the shit oh, anymore yeah. well he's kind of snapped back to where he was the last time he saw darla which we'll mm-hmm. see many episodes from now yeah yep but, absolutely you know this everything they talk about holds up every oh, single yeah. bit of backstory holds up <laughs> bring it back it's oh it's I, so good i never paid attention i was kind of like black backstory blah 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 um but yeah, as I rewatched the it, season, yeah, it connects perfectly. Rewatched the series, it connects every single thing. And yeah, it's he, amazing. Uh, yeah, he's wondering 
why she's dressed as a schoolgirl since the last time he saw her was more of a kimono thing. <laughs> Which, yes, she wasn't actually wearing a kimono because they were in China. <laughs> but this line... He's from Ireland. But, He's not that well-versed. <laughs> well, and this line is for the benefit of the, the audience so we could get ahead of their globetrotting past. And everyone knows what a kimono is. And I'm a stupid American, so I don't know what the Although equivalent... Although Boxer Rebellion, she could be wearing a kimono because... True. You know. That's very true. Like it's, you know, they could have just come straight over from Japan and decided to go ahead and join in. That is a very good point. Yeah, Maybe it actually was a kimono. They were kicking out all the immigrants <laughs> from China. <laughs> was it in big business? I like your kimono. You get that in Nam? Darla taunts Angel with last time. I saw you. It wasn't high school girls. <laughs> I love Darla so much. Darla remembers that it was actually in Budapest the last time they saw each other, and she recalls fondly chowing down on people after an earthquake, and that's rather efficient, I gotta say. Uh, she scoffs at Angel's attempts to live above ground like one of them, and uh, Darla is a bit of a vampire elitist, I have to say. She thinks that they are the superior race, and she talks about that quite a bit, so good for you, Darla. <laughs> you little Nazi. And I like that she says that over by his bed. Mm -hmm. like she even kind of sits down on his bed and there's this element of like she's almost hoping that he'll just say grr yeah <laughs> poor darla <laughs> she's gonna be hoping for the, yeah for, it's gonna be a long time yeah <laughs> so uh she isn't pleased that angel's new alliance with the slayer she tells angel that he's not one of them meaning humans of course and raises a blind to expose him to sunlight and illustrate her point angel agrees that he isn't a human but he isn't exactly a normal vampire either Darla pops open his fridge to find yummy blood bags, and he's not exactly living off quiche. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, it's really impossible for me to love Darla any more than I do and express my undying love for Darla in general. And uh, and I have, so to, I have to say, if you get a chance, gentle listeners, do look up some of, the, of Julie Benz's interviews about Darla. She was absolutely committed to this role from the very beginning, and she had a huge part in shaping Darla's character, even down to her costume choices. She cares about Darla, and it really shows on Angel the series, but even it even shows now in small, a smaller role does, on Yeah, on she's Buffy. still consistent. She's consistent with the flashbacks oh, yeah. and with who she is. Like, I didn't, I never really saw it before. I guess, but now that I'm like actually really in depth watching instead of just having the TV on, I'm seeing just how consistent these characters are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is Darla. This is oh, absolutely yeah, Darla. It's absolutely Darla. And yeah, her work in Angel is stunning. Oh, yeah. So uh, Darla appeals to Angel's vampiness in various seductive ways, saying you can only suppress your real nature for so long. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying. He's breathing really hard, even though yeah. vampires don't breathe. So that's he a very important... That's If you get a vampire breathing, you know you've got him turned on. <laughs> very true. <laughs> she tells Angel she's really excited for him to come out and play and is pretty sure Buffy isn't the big, his biggest fan right now. Uh, she actually advises Angel to tell Buffy about the curse, so she really does under underestimate Buffy here, like big time, because there's no way Darla thinks that that's going to turn out well for Angel. At the same time, it's part of Darla's evil plan, and another way we'll see in a moment. <laughs> in the library, Giles has something and startles Xander. <laughs> and we laugh and laugh. <laughs> well, and it's something that we'll see evolve a little bit more in Buffy is the ability of these writers to give us a really good, hard, crunchy, serious scene like we just had. Mm -hmm. And then they immediately give us something light so we can dispel yep. that tension. Just and let get us back breathe. Let us breathe. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, um, you know, like, I think I've mentioned, uh, on our intro episode, I was an English major and, um, I, I sort of specialized in Shakespeare and stuff. And the concept of comic relief is just, it's, it's beautiful idea. And Buffy and Angel, 
both series use it so well. They would give us something really, really, really heavy and then give us a moment to breathe so we can feel the next really, really heavy moment. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's it's pure Shakespearean comic relief. And there's one episode that actually features the most perfect use of comic relief I've ever seen. Oh, yes. And we will get to that tomorrow. Yes, we will. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love this. And I just love, like, you know that that happens in the library all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, you're involved in what you're doing. You're not that bright. You're and Giles pops up. Really yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Giles. What the? God damn it. <laughs> You know, and as, as sick of teenagers as he was earlier in the, in the in the episode, I bet he did it on purpose. Oh, probably. <laughs> like, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willow's still stuck on the romantic part of it all, possibly picking up on the, the stream of consciousness going on in Buffy's literal spirit right now. <laughs> <laughs> but Giles has found a reference from Ireland about a vampire named Angelus. This is the first time we hear that name, I think. Mm-hmm. Did Darla say it? No, no, no. All of the, both Darla and the master call him Angel. Interesting. So there we go. Angelus. Yeah. The first time we hear someone else call him Angelus is Spike. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so he's a vampire with an angelic face, and, and he has a pretty thing, isn't he? Oh, he's so pretty. <laughs> uh, Giles asks about the tattoo. And all Xander can think of is how Buffy must have seen Angel naked. And Xander, it's on his shoulder blade, buddy. <laughs> Chill for a sec. He's not bad with the shirt off, though. He's very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> he is, absolutely. It's a good thing that Xander didn't see that, because he'd be really freaking out. Like, good God, he's got oh, a six-pack. the oldest story in the world. You get yourself stabbed in the side. That's <laughs> to give you a Band-Aid. <laughs> yeah. and Buffy was a bit of the aggressor on that one take off your shirt now I will bandage your wound which is also I mean we talk about the gender reversal that's oh, yeah. usually you know usually it's the girl has something happen and she needs to take off her clothes and mm-hmm. get into the man's somehow perfectly just barely oversized dress shirt yep <laughs> and she always has remembered to shave her legs <laughs> yeah I know so it's nice to see that reversed absolutely yeah uh, Giles says that about 80 years ago, Angel came to America, started shunning other vampires, and went into isolation. Willow perks up, saying that he must be a good vampire, but Giles is still sure that killing humans is what vampires do, so that must be what he's doing. Buffy points out that he didn't feed on her, and Xander, here I think acting as Buffy's heart again, uh, asks what Angelus was like back in the day. I mean, he doesn't do it in any kind of angry way, he just asks. Yeah, that's a good slayer question. Mm-hmm, absolutely, which yeah. Buffy should be asking. Buffy, hello. <laughs> And Giles says that, well, he was a vicious, violent animal. And as we know from watching the series, that is the understatement of at least a couple of centuries. Oh, yeah. And he's Ooh. masterful. Holy he's mother. Actually, I just barely watched uh, the first episode of when Angelus shows up in Angel. Mm. Oh, he's so scary. Like, he's a scary dude. They, they managed to validate everything about why An- Angelus is so scary. He's so fucking scary. They have to call him Faith. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. No. Faith is tough as shit and she always yeah. gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> Not even Buffy could kill Faith. It's <laughs> very true. Well, and, and, you know, his his way of playing with people's minds. Oh, yeah. And you using know. all the knowledge that he absorbs. Because that's the interesting part, is that right now, even in this episode, Angelus, the evil Angelus, is in there and he is watching all this stuff go on. So everything that's happening, he knows about. Oh, yeah, and, and the same way reasons that Angel's so good at misdirecting people and blending in and finding ways to understand people is because he still has that empathy. Yep. But that empathy is given to Angelus. 
and he can learn he <laughs> Angela says it can learn everything that Angel learns and use it as a weapon yes. and continue which to is frightening. grow yes. because he now has a soul so he's able to grow and learn although he does some pretty stupid shit too <laughs> well, he's, he's he sold, which means the intelligence goes away let's let's say that his plan his plans are not good but his manipulation leading up to the plans is that's very good oh yes well all the he's able to learn while he's angel right once angel goes away it's, it's just, like when buffy gets his, too far away from giles right it's not good <laughs> So his little scooter stalls out at a certain yeah, point. He loses the Wi-Fi signal. He does. <laughs> he totally does. You know, just like Buffy does when she's like out in the middle of nowhere with yeah. no Giles. Like she just starts to lose the Wi-Fi. <laughs> she, she starts wandering into traps and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, vampire! I gotta go get it. <laughs> in the master's bed, Darla is really, 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 really wanting to kill Buffy. Please, can she kill Buffy? <laughs> She gets all sassy with the master even and points out that their numbers are kind of dwindling at this point and somebody has to do something. <laughs> like, let's suck in lemmings. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, there's like three of us. Come on, man. <laughs> Darla has a plan to coerce Angel, the most vicious creature the master's ever met. So that's really saying something, I would imagine, because he's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. into killing Buffy himself. And then he'll be all evil and come back to the fold. Darla is going to play Buffy and Angel against each other, and Angel will kill Buffy in self-defense, you see. If Darla had known about the details of Angel's curse, she would have uh, possibly thought of another way to break it, possibly involving trapping Buffy and Angel in a room together and then playing Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a, a good different show. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been a lot easier than the plan she put together. Yeah, that's know? true. This is a pretty spiffy plan, though, I gotta but say. This is, it's a it's plan. a good plan. It's better than most vampire plans we see. Absolutely. Definitely. Oh, also, like, when the master's talking about Angel, it's just confirming what we've found out from Angelus about Angelus. is a bad dude. Yeah, like, if he's impressed, then that's really, really bad. We're just kind of doubling down narratively. Yes. On the legitimacy of Angelus's gurness. <laughs> yes, and he is very gur. <laughs> In the library... Willow is trying to get Buffy to learn about history, and that's probably a good idea, Buffy, because you're talking about the reconstruction after the Civil War. Meanwhile, your vampire boyfriend is going undergoing his own reconstruction after a vampire Civil War. Dun, dun, dun. Pay attention, Buffy! <laughs> <laughs> Buffy is totally distracted by Angel, though, uh, who would have been 100-something during the Civil War, and I'm thinking that Buffy could do great in history if she related all the stuff she learned about the Angel. Yeah, well, it's just like we were talking about, like, you, at a certain age, you start to relate to things by, like, who you were dating or right. what you were doing at the time. What job you're it's at. It's like, okay, so I was working at this place back then, and then I did this, and the okay, so I was 23. <laughs> it was somewhere yeah. from 28 yeah. to 32. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she should, like, triangulate the, mm-hmm. the history kind yeah. of thing in, in relation to Angel. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Or whatever di- old dead guy she's been <laughs> at the time. <laughs> There might be a few contenders for that. <laughs> uh, Willow wants to stop talking about boys and talk about history, but then she talks about Xander. Uh, and Buffy tells Willow to get out, go after him. Now, we see Darla, and she's back in the library in the stacks, and she's listening in while Buffy describes kissing Angel as uh, being unbelievable. And Darla is so pissed like we were intimidated from the couch we were and thank you remaster we can see it <laughs> uh-huh. now and a beautiful job by julie benz she doesn't say a word she just oh, yeah looks i mean it's scary as fuck <laughs> yeah it's the vampire <laughs> scary. version of a gut punch Woof. yeah yeah that was i mean you know everybody's in trouble starless fucking pissed <laughs> yeah definitely um 
Willow accidentally points out a big problem with the Buffy Angel pairing since she's he's going to be uh, young and pretty while she ages and dies like a human. Buffy's okay with hearing the reality of everything because she's trying to psych herself up for the slaying of an angel. Buffy lays out uh, how long they'll be there and how she's going home after. And Darla smiles and leaves and is ready to get her plan in motion. So thanks, Buffy, for giving her that tip. <laughs> it's like the reverse of when the bad guy gives the whole evil right. plan to the guy they're about to kill but not kill because right. that's the way these things work. Exactly. Yeah. And Darla is freaking good at this. You know? She is. <laughs> she's really scary. <laughs> At the summer's home, Joyce is having some coffee. And no, she's Snard, not having coffee. Snard, would you like to point out what we saw? We're so, not going to take very long with this, no, but no, no, it no. is hilarious. Christine so we have Sutherland to is masterful at never eating or drinking anything. <laughs> She'll take a tiny crumb, but you know, so if you watch her, you'll think she drinks the coffee. She pours the coffee. She holds the coffee like it's warm and warming her hands. She smells it and then puts it back down. It's so good. It's so funny. Like, you can just kind of track. Like, and I understand it's because they're doing multiple takes. And you don't want to have to drink this much of a liquid or eat this much right. of a food. And, you know, she's probably watching her figure or whatever. So I understand why she does it, but it's just really funny. It is To, like, awesome. track how many times <laughs> Joyce does not eat or drink. And until today, if you had asked me if I if she had a sip of that coffee, I would have said yes. Yeah. No, she totally doesn't. She sniffs it. <laughs> she does. She just It's aromatherapeutic coffee. <laughs> it's a good piece of smelly coffee. <laughs> and that's all we have to say about yeah, that. Oh, it's, it's just really cute. It's, I mean, and, and some great acting. Just in a tiny little woman, really good acting right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Um, so she hears a noise and goes to investigate. It's nothing, I'm sure. But then we see Darla in vamp face looking in the window and is most definitely something, and that something is not good. Yeah. <laughs> Joyce answers a knock on the door to find a fresh-faced, perky, blonde in a Catholic schoolgirl outfit. And, oh, dear, it's Darla. <laughs> and Darla is going to tutor Buffy in history, particularly the War of Independence, because her family goes back to those times, or more specifically, Darla does. She was turned in 1609 and would actually be a really, really fascinating resource if one were interested in the colonial days, which I totally am. Yeah. <laughs> really, they should... More historians should interview vampires, much You'd like think that. You know. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, we like saw in that... how well that went for one guy. We <laughs> can talk to Angel. Sure. Yeah, he would actually be really, really useful, and he is to Giles. Yes, he is. Like when he and Giles pair up, they get a lot done. I just want him to ask stuff about real history. Like, what was yeah. it like to live back then, and what is it like to live? Maybe that's kind of taboo. Thing. Maybe that's kind of like asking a woman her age. You know, like. Maybe unless yeah. you really need to ask a vampire, like, <laughs> about things that they already lived through. It's just kind of... Because, like, really, you're you're going to get stories like what Spike tells, which isn't, oh, yeah, it was amazing. The politics were doing this, and this was going on in the world. It's going to be like, I ate that guy, and that guy, <laughs> and that guy, and then, oh, yeah, they're like all these kids in an orphanage. I ate them. And, like... It might well, just not be the history you want well, to know. rule number one, never ask Spike anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to tell you some bullshit. It'll be entertaining bullshit, but it's still bullshit. <laughs> anyway, uh, Joyce invites Darla in, a great hostess as she is, and she's happy that Buffy is so invested in her history grades that she has three tutors, only two-thirds of which are vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, got myself with that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Darla tells Joyce how very nice it is of Joyce to invite her in. <laughs> you know, inviting her in and all. <laughs> Joyce seems absolutely charmed to meet such a respectful young woman and asks Darla if she'd like something to eat. And Darla really, really, really would. <laughs> She's very hungry, it seems, and wants something large. <laughs> and uh, she appears in vamp face over, over Joyce's shoulder. 
<laughs> Angel is at Buffy's house planning to go knock on the door and follow Darla's suggestion about explaining the curse to Buffy. And we can see how beautifully Darla planned this whole thing even before she okayed it with the master. Um, he loses his resolve and starts to leave when we hear a scream from inside. He runs in and Darla is all vampy and has been feeding on a now unconscious Joyce. She throws Joyce at Angel, telling him to just say yes. <laughs> so uh, rapey. <laughs> you know, such a drug kind of rapey kind of combo. <laughs> Angel demonstrates that he's still having trouble keeping his demon inside him fully under control and vamps because With Joyce looks tasty. great bit of acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can see him struggling and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And yeah, he does very a nice. good job. Very, very nice. Darla leaves, satisfied that her plan worked because so far it's gone pretty fucking well. And uh, Angel fights his very strong need to take a drink from Joyce. He looks like he's making some headway when Buffy comes in and, well, this is awkward, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Cut to Buffy throwing Angel through the big window in the summer's house. (laughs) Just the first time it's been broken. I believe it is, is it not? Yes. We might might need a KO on the window. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Poor window, man. So, yeah. It's nice and big, too. At least it's at least they're breaking out the big window because the little tiny windows, it's just like with cars. Those are bitches. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although I'm sure Buffy would have liked to throw him through that. <laughs> That's true. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy tells Angel that if he comes near them again, she'll kill him. And Angel san- stands sadly in the front yard and vamp face and makes a note. <laughs> 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 Buffy makes what will be the first of many 911 calls from her house and explains the situation. Lucky for her, this is Sunnydale and nobody will ask where the lots of blood her mom lost went. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> because... I mean, it's not anywhere. No, <laughs> so, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gone. How did you know she lost so much blood? Uh, weird, I don't know. Uh, Xander and Willow arrive, and Buffy tells them that Angel is indeed a bad vampire at the hospital. Giles runs in, very obviously very concerned. Joyce doesn't really remember anything, except that Buffy's friend came over, and then she must have cut herself with a non-existent barbecue fork. I think there's a lot of that going in, going around in Sunnydale, and the rogue barbecue forks. <laughs> <laughs> Joyce notices Giles, and who wouldn't? (laughs) She's not sure why a librarian is there, but Giles covers nicely, and Joyce is pleased, both because the faculty at Buffy School is so concerned about the students, and because Hot Giles is in her hospital room. (laughs) Who's going to argue with that? I know. Hello. Buffy reports that the doctors say that Joyce has anemia, and Giles confirms that this is a very typical diagnosis for vampire bites. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Buffy kicks herself for letting Angel into her house, and... She's really wanting to stake him right now. <laughs> Giles warns a- that Angel is a pretty tough vampire. Although, I mean, he was okay against the three. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, he was holding back, too. You know, he's yeah. Because I think he was still under the cover against the three as well. Yeah, I, I don't think, I mean, Giles kind of has an idea of how tough, but he doesn't know, like, Angelus is like fucking a That's nightmare. True. Yeah, we haven't met Angelus yet. <laughs> right. Give it time. Yes. Give it time. Buffy, Buffy retrieves her new favorite toy, the crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> Darla is trying to drive Angel into a lather so he'll kill Buffy. Uh, she's being very much the, the evil angel on his shoulder. <laughs> yes, this Mephistopheles type. <laughs> very scene. much so, with this kind of the camera that's swirling oh, yeah. back and forth. It's gorgeous. It's right. Some of the fantastic. camera work in here is just yeah. beautiful. The lighting and the camera work in that, yeah. in that scene are fantastic. Uh, she taunts him about how he was stupid enough to think Buffy would be able to look at his true face and give him a kiss. With any other show, this would happen at the end of the episode or never happen at all, but this show is so good at dropping these little hints. We won't see the payoff of this line until midway through season two. Mm-hmm. And how, after facing a very three-like... Absolutely. Yeah. 
interesting. So mm-hmm. there's an echo all around. Just a little bit. Thank Love you. it. <laughs> Buffy is practicing her crossbowing, getting a kill on the guy in the smoking sucks poster. And I agree, Buffy. Smoking <laughs> doesn't suck. Smoking is awesome. <laughs> Don't smoke, kids. <laughs> or do. Not kids. Once you're 18, let loose. 19. 19? I don't know. Yeah. Well, once you're 21. State, but... Yeah, once, once you're legally allowed to smoke, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Darla encourages Angel to fight back and not to whimper and mew like a magey human, which is poetic and awesome. Angel pushes Darla up against the wall for what we suspect is not the first time, nor will it be the last. <laughs> he wants it finished. Darla likes it when he gets all rough and wall Chevy. Buffy and her crossbow friend approach the closed for fumigation bronze and Buffy climbs up on the roof in the hospital Joyce and Giles are chatting Joyce inquires it is Joyce inquires okay so obviously we ship them gentle listeners we totally ship them we ship them and I ship them even though the show doesn't ship them that much totally ship them yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, Joyce inquires about Buffy's difficulty with history class and giles suggests that she might just be incompatible with history (laughs) and i I like this Uh, giles telling her about her daughter yeah absolutely because he sees a totally different perspective and he has some pretty good insight it's a very warm scene it's just a cute little exchange it is and buffy is of the now it seems and history is of 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 the then (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if we should pick up on something about her relationship with angel here or is this more like about buffy and darla because darla lives in the then that's true. Yes. And the master lives in the then. Yes, but Angel lives in the now. He does. In many, many ways. But Darla is still very much the then. Oh, yeah. She just wants Angelus back. Yeah, and there there are hints of, of a Darla-Buffy kind of shadow relationship for mm-hmm. sure, especially a little bit later. Oh, definitely. It's... Well, so if we see, um, you know, like later we see Glory as kind of the ultimate slayer shadow self. Mm-hmm. And we see Cordelia as the human shadow self, then Darla would be the demon shadow self. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we also have this, I don't know, should we go into Angel wanting it done, what that means? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, we, we on the podcast believe he wants suicide by Slayer. Yes. Which yeah. is a common theme. We have many characters Absolutely. wanting suicide by Slayer. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, do it yourself. And, and if Buffy <laughs> likes you, she's not going to kill you. But if she doesn't like you, she's going to kill you a lot. Or try to, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he wants this wanting it done. It took me a while to figure out what exactly it was that he wanted. Yeah. And Darla thinks that he is going to go with her through with her plan, but right. he, yeah, he wants Buffy to kill him. Absolutely. Yeah. He's just kind of like this, the struggle that we see within him throughout the episode is just like, he's just so over it. Yep. He's done. And Buffy doesn't like him and he, he's done, done, done. And done, done, done. And uh, Joyce is worried because Buffy has so very many history tutors, including Darla. And Giles is like, oh, what, uh, wait, Dar- Darla? <laughs> and Darla was a friend. And Giles is like, okay, well, I'll just check on Darla now. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy is in the bronze and Buffy is wearing black leather pants. And this is important because throughout the show, black leather pants are, they signify evil. They are, in fact, referred to as the black leather pants of evil, no matter who is wearing them. I'm pretty sure that the show is telling us that Buffy going through on her intent to kill Angel would be absolutely wrong. Yes, it's he has a soul. killing a human. Right, he isn't yeah. sold. He's, t- he's you know, got a demon in there, but he's got it basically under control. So I think Buffy is, <laughs> strangely enough, and cool, uh, mm-hmm. coolly enough, uh, she is shown as the villain here. 
She is. She's being shown as villain. She's also gone and gotten herself all spanglied up. This mm-hmm. is one of the first times she's dressed up to go slaying. Yep. So she's also trying to embrace her full slayer power by looking good when she does it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, yeah. it's a big sleigh. It's a purple sparkly sweater. It is indeed. Yeah. And it's nice. In a 90s kind of way. <laughs> in, a, in a top button kind of way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What's with a top button, Buffy? Come on, girl. <laughs> no top button. I think maybe that was the only button that would like stay closed <laughs> while she was doing all of her moves. Is I don't my know. theory? You can't, you can't do the top button. <laughs> I don't even do that when I'm wearing a tie. Cordelia <laughs> does the top button all the time. Yeah, and I don't like that either. <laughs> but I think Jack. I think Cordelia's going for a Jackie Kennedy. Is what's going on. Okay. Yes. And um, and Buffy is kind of just looks like her mom. Which is fine. Joyce is a lovely lady, but Buffy, you're a teenage <laughs> no, girl. You just know with the top button. From Joyce. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so she gets her own like leather pants of evil. <laughs> she puts she's on like, Joyce's shirt. She's like, good to go. Sparkly enough. <laughs> <laughs> she jo- borrows Joyce's club clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Buffy and Angel are discussing things while she holds the crossbow, and he remains hidden. As it will happen with heroes and villains, and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, though we don't really know which one is a hero and which one's a villain in this situation. Uh, he says she thinks that he's just an animal and Buffy disagrees because she likes animals. Ouch. Yeah. Angel appears vamped out and sort of kind of hops around provoking Buffy and giving her a ton of easy shots at him, but she won't take the shot. He devamps and implores her to not go soft on him. See, she's yeah. still the guy and in I, their relationship. I like, <laughs> yeah, she is. Well, and I like the devamping because it's almost like he, he wants to die as a human. Yes. You know, he wants to die as him. Absolutely. And not the monster. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then his, like, dry remark when she shoots wide. Just a little wide. <laughs> a little wide. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he uh, it's pretty, really clear. If you didn't think so before, it's so clear right now that he wants to do some suicide by Slayer. But Buffy is starting to pick up on this and she, you know, doesn't shoot him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Intentionally lets a shot go wide, let's say. Uh, she says she's killed a lot of vampires, but he's the first one she's hated. So this is something that Buffy does. She can be very, very cruel. She knows exactly how to poke somebody to make it hurt the most emotionally. And we see this a lot, (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be honest. When Buffy is angry with you, she will, well, she'll be about as cruel as she possibly can to you before she kills you. (laughs) Um, Angel points out how good and simple that kind of thing feels. And uh, Buffy says that he had, Attacked her family, and Angel admits that he killed his, so no big, right? <laughs> <laughs> he killed everyone, really, for a long time. He tells her about the curse, how the gypsies restored his soul as punishment for killing their favorite daughter. Buffy doesn't quite get the efficiency of the punishment right away, thinking something more traditional would have been effective, but Angel points out that being burdened with a human soul with knowledge of the horrors he has done is really, really, really fucking terrible. And all of his dialogue in this is also oh, some of my favorite. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, Buffy is still stuck on it in uh, I hate you mode and is just sure that Angel fell off the eating live humans wagon with the attack on her mom. Angel explains that it wasn't him, but that he's still not a human and he did want to kill Buffy tonight. Buffy puts down her crossbow and offers her neck. He doesn't bite either literally or figuratively and they both agree that this isn't as easy as it looks killing each other. But Darla's pretty sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she comes wearing the red Red. Sweater cardigan thing. Oh, yeah. It's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> danger, danger, danger. Absolutely. <laughs> the Scoobies are making their way towards the bronze. Not exactly sure they're going to be able to help, but still willing to try. 
And Darla says, the saddest thing in the world is to love someone who doesn't who used to love you. And wow, that is true and also massive, massive foreshadowing for Buffy. Buffy will be in a mirror image of Darla's situation once Angelus comes back. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, so Darla's pretty much telling Buffy's future right here. Um, Buffy gets what Darla is talking about immediately about their the previous relationship between and Angel and uh, Darla, but she recovers quickly and commences with the quips. <laughs> <laughs> Darla says that she's the one who turned Angel, and she calls him Angelus, and Angel starts looking a little nervous about how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Darla isn't happy with Angel's betrayal of her offer to rule with the Master, but Buffy seems rather impressed by it. Darla spells out how she's going to kill Buffy now and leave Angel with the horrible memories of, of that on top of everything else. Buffy gets out her scary crossbow, but Darla produces these, these scarier double guns and shoots Angel to take him out of the fight. <laughs> I love that. I, I love Darla and the double guns. Yes, so awesome. I love it. Love it. <laughs> scary. She, she totally scarier. pulls a Lara Croft like, with them. Oh, too. yeah. She she's sliding to the pool table. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, so good. Love it. We're from Utah. We love guns. Can't yeah. help it. <laughs> It's 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 required here. Yeah, it, you must it have at least one. Is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Do you not have one? Hmm? Do you not have a gun in your house? Because Alex has not one, right? Currently, no. Alex doesn't have one. No. Sad. I know what you're getting for Christmas. Yay! <laughs> I mean, I can shoot guns. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, you yeah. should have one. Because we grew up shooting them. Oh yeah. Just at cans, not at animals. No, never. Oh God, no, never. We don't hunt. No, we no. don't. I mean, in it's fine, hunt. That's that's totally cool. But we, it's just not for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but Darla does. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Buffy dodges the shots and she hits Darla with a crossbow bolt, but she misses her heart and uh, was a close but no, but no heart. heart. <laughs> <laughs> the Scoobies arrive and Willow hopefully tells Buffy about Darla biting Joyce. And Buffy already knows this, true. But they have distracted Darla for a second, giving Angel time to grab one of the spent crossbow bolts on the wall. I believe it's the one that went wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darla hops on the pool table. Buffy pulls it out from under her and takes off as Darla rolls backwards and fires both guns in her direction. Giles is messing with the lights, creating more distractions and such, but not helping as much <laughs> as really he wants helping. to. <laughs> <laughs> not very good helping today, Scoobies. <laughs> Darla is encouraging Buffy to, to take it like a man when Angel stabs Darla in the back with a crossbow bolt and she dusts in shock that it was him. Buffy actually tears up a little bit and I kind of do too. And uh, Angel turns and leaves. The master is trashing the master pad, and Darla was his favorite, he says. He's really upset. He's really, really, really upset. Finally, he's upset that somebody died. Yeah, (laughs) because she was his favorite. I mean, well, since Luke. Yeah. He's upset when Luke died, He wasn't that upset. He was more upset that the spell didn't work. But this is is a big blow for the master. The anointed one just thinks Darla was weak because he's just a little fucking dick. Yeah, he's a total (laughs) douchebag. And... He, uh, and he says he can bring in the Slayer no problem, which is true, unfortunately. The Anointed One is all reassuring and stuff, and the student has become the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> At the bronze, Buffy hasn't heard from Angel, but she feels like he's watching her, and he is! <laughs> Xander still isn't pleased, uh, nor is Buffy's heart, but they're both going to look the other way. <laughs> Buffy and it's Angel... Well. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy and Angel talk about how the relationship will never work, and ever and they're gonna leave and they just couldn't possibly and then they just keep gazing at each other kiss 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 (laughs) this is the way they do this is kind of the way they do things they talk about how they can't be together and then they make out yeah (laughs) Yeah. pretty much Uh, however the cross that angel gave buffy is still going to illustrate that they that they're not right for each other by burning (laughs) its shape into angel's skin (laughs) in one of the best irony cuts oh yeah because you know she she says 
or uh, he says it just and she says it hurts i know <laughs> and then turns and walks away all like confident you know yeah. she's like she has her power <laughs> she's gonna strut and then the camera pans down and he <laughs> has this like blistered cross <laughs> on his chest <laughs> and he's like no really i mean ow no, like really. ow 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 <laughs> you burned my decolletage <laughs> Guys can have decolletage, right? Sure. <laughs> so my goodness, what an episode. Yeah. Holy we, crap. We've gone quite a long ways here. Oof. But there was so much in this one. I, I As I was recapping this, I, I kept thinking this has got to be an hour and a half episode or something, but it's not. It's your no. normal 45 well, minute is. episode. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but man, they pack a lot in this episode. Mm. A ton. They really do. Especially coming from knowing the whole series. Like, at the time, they probably didn't even know what they were doing. Not that much. Um, but, the, yeah, but they... But the fact that they laid so much groundwork for the oh, future yeah. is just stunning. And so much of it just visually is gorgeous. And, uh, yeah. It's just a ton and a half of foreshadowing. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. It really is. It maps out how many different character arcs. Oh, yeah. And plot arcs and everything. Yeah. Do we have anything else to talk about about this one? Uh, no, I think we covered it. Yes, we're expecting your input God, from this, gentle it. listeners. We need much input on this one. I'm sure we missed a bunch of stuff. Yeah, if there's anything you saw or feel like we missed or feel like we got wrong. Um, yes, feel free to send some nice, respectful emails. Respectful. I delete bullshit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I will be ruthless. I'm going to slay that shit. So seriously, like, do not. <laughs> when it comes to emails, I'm yes. the slayer. When it comes to emails, <laughs> comments, or anything, you mm-hmm. can disagree. You have to be civil. Civil. You kind. must be civil. If you can't be nice, don't yeah. say fucking nothing. Yeah. Okay? And be kind. Yes. Very kind. Be kind. Because this we... is a work of fiction. Yes. And we love it. And yes. we understand that you may see different things. And everybody may disagree. Indeed. But... You know what? Be nice about it. <laughs> we're all humans, and we yeah. all love the same show. Mm-hmm. And, and we're all going to be very nice. Work. We are all seeing it from different sides of a prism. Exactly. And as as Snart has has uh, his well, I think he came up with this one uh, in the Diogenes Club. We are gentlemen of all genders, yes, we <laughs> and are. we will always be. <laughs> we will all act as gentlemen of all genders. And uh, this is, after all, the Diogenes Club podcast. All members are exceptional. Peace out, bitches. And scene. <laughs>